0: I have a question Then, how committed are you solving this problem? How committed are you to creating that experience in your kitchen? How committed are you to your family? How committed are you to fulfilling on that goal in your business? And if people are ready to commit, then I want to make a statement of certainty if it's
1: true. Listener, what you see is not always what it seems. So in this episode, we're going to take you behind the scenes. We're going to show you some of our best moments from the past. It's going to be like a flashback in your face, in your pants. It's going to be incredible. It might even make you want to dance. Who knows what's going to happen next? I don't want to know. I don't want to ruin surprises. But here's the deal. I'm not going to be the one to... uh to my demise lost the rhyme it's okay bounce back just like we do on flashback fridays here we go listener for another great episode of the better than
2: rich show i think a lot of leaders by the way spend and burn a lot of energy trying to take people's weaknesses and make them strengths and at the end of the day that isn't necessarily the way in my opinion that you're going to get the best results part of it is realizing getting to know your people and so obviously i think from a personality assessment or core value index which is what i've always used for the last 12 13 years i get an understanding everybody's different everybody's unique Everybody's environment has shaped them to a degree, but it gives me some understandings of like, hey, naturally, here's where this person is going to be great. Here's some areas that they might have challenges. If I can maximize the things that they do well and help minimize the things that might hold them back, obviously, is what I mean by that. And that's going to free them up to maximize their best. At the same time, I think there is a way of thinking. There's a mentality that doesn't matter what personality style somebody has. Helping people understand standards for themselves, ingraining a culture of what is acceptable. Well, why do excuses go here? How hard do we play? When we come to work, how do we bring it? What's winning the day mean in this organization, on this team, at this practice that we're in, and establishing those kind of cultural norms that create high performance and then taking the individual players on the team and working with them to say, Hey, this is something that you have challenged with. How do we minimize that? How do we allow that? How do we have life hacks that allow to remove some of those things that are not a strength of yours? Let's be real. Okay. This might not be something that you're great at, but what are hacks that we can put in place, allow it not to hurt you bad. And then what are the things that you're great at? And how do we max that out? Because this is something that's right in your sweet spot. Let's hit home runs there all day. And so I feel like being able to identify those things in people, whether you use a personality assessment or not, or you just spend time getting to know people is a big key. And then also paying close attention to the way they talk. Words are a window to the mind, as we all know. And a lot of people will help you understand the way they think. And where their shortcomings are and their mindsets and their attitudes by the vernacular that they, they use on a regular basis. And so that's another way to help people think the right way. In today's world, a lot of people go around with the glass half empty mentality or not thinking that they're capable of great things. And sometimes they just need somebody to believe in them and somebody to pour that belief into them or help them have the vision of what could be possible if they overcame some of those challenges or state of mind.
1: Man, you brought back some great reflections. It's so funny because I remember working in your division. I was like the time management guy. Like I would give the talk on time management and having the attention to detail before we even like really learn CBI. And on the opposite end of that, it was like, hey, Mike, you're not really good with people. So you're going to take the one you're going to take these people get them to $1,000. And then we're going to pass it to more experienced coaches, you wouldn't let me run interviews, you wouldn't let me coach good top people, because that wasn't a strength it was like, hey, Mike, we need you to give a time management talk. And it's really funny to hear just like reflecting back over 15 plus years ago for you to have the intuition to see that in me as like a student, a younger up-and-coming manager.
2: Well, by the way, at the same time, you're a community guy. You want to do what's right for people. And I knew that about you too. And I knew that you were also persistent as heck. So you weren't going to give up. You're not the guy that ever gave up. And even though they were the 1K reps and they weren't the high performers, if there was somebody that I knew that would give them their best every day to try to lift them it was Micah Bromwitz. And so those were the other key parts of that story that I don't want to have left off. You as a 19, 20-year-old brand-new manager, what you were bringing to the table. But those were some strengths that I knew. You weren't going to give up on them. You would call them every day. You would try to lead them to success when other people might not have. That was your contribution, and it was huge back in the day. And obviously, now you're like the people guru, but the young Mike is just figuring things out. We were able to look at your strengths and use that to the best of the team's use. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, man.
0: We want to help them paint this vision of what's important to them. And then the next step is the gap. And the gap is to begin to ask, okay, well, what's holding you back from fulfilling on that vision? What's standing in the way? What's the biggest challenge that's preventing you from having all of that? Once we find out what that gap is, we want to get into what I call potential futures, asking the question of what's going to happen if you don't solve that problem? And then what? And then what? And how would that feel? And why is that so important to you? And who else would that affect? And how would that feel? And then on the flip side of this, okay, that sounds pretty important. What if you did solve that one problem, that one challenge? Like, what if you did master sales? If you just had that one skill set and it felt easy and fun, what would be possible for you and your business? And then what would happen? And what would you do with that additional income? And who else would that affect? And how would that feel? Or what if you overcame that one fear? Or if you and your spouse could break through that communication barrier and receive each other with more love and presence, what would be possible in your relationship then? And then what would happen? And what kinds of relationships will your kids have if they saw you and your spouse communicating in that way with each other and working through the problems in that way? Yeah. And how would that feel? So we want to help people actually visualize and experience this and understand like what's at stake. And then the ninth step is to ask for a commitment. I have a question Then, how committed are you solving this problem? How committed are you to creating that experience in your kitchen? How committed are you to your family? How committed are you to fulfilling on that goal in your business? And if people are ready to commit, then I want to make a statement of certainty. If it's true, if you're really committed, I'm really confident I can help you. Are you ready to hear how I work with my clients? Yes. Cool. And then I'm going to make my offer. And then I'm going to respond to objections and things like that. But I don't have canned objection handlers. And this isn't a script outside of the pre-frame, which is really scripted. This is a conversation. Mm -hmm. We want to follow the thread. We want to be willing to be open-minded and just be insatiably curious and ask why and understand people well. If you just want to take one or two things, set a structure for the call and ask for their consent to sell, being really transparent up front. And then be super curious and have a great conversation where you really listen to them in a way that's uncommon and allows them to feel received and understood. And then if you're offering something that you think can help, just offer it from your heart at the end. It's an invitation. Everyone loves being invited, whether they say yes or no.
3: Okay, so Andrew, I want to sit here and say, first off, I'm a shiny object entrepreneurial dude that hates budgeting too. Like, I can't even get through one of the books. So we're the same. And I would recommend the book that kind of sent us down the rabbit hole of like, how could we do this for us was Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Okay. So Profit First entered in, and he explained a concept that was called percentage-based accounting versus bank balance accounting. And that was so huge because he explained the concept... People check their bank balance more than anything they look at, more or less than Facebook. It's like one of the things people look at maybe every hour or at least twice a day. And then psychologically, people spend based on what's in their bank account. And it's like, oh my gosh, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, that's exactly what I do. Oh, I'm feeling free. I've got eight grand in my checking account. Oh, I'm feeling a little tight. I'm going to eat something cheap today because I've got 250 bucks in my checking account. So the concept was this. He said, budgeting is the freedom to spend, percentage-based accounting, money comes in and it goes into its buckets. And then you just stare at the buckets and certain buckets you hide. So I want to do a quick example. This is what Haley and I did. We said, what buckets exist in our life? Let's try to put things in buckets. And so, like I said, I'm going to use general examples. We wanted to pay for our house. We wanted to pay for gas and groceries. We wanted to pay for Amazon. We wanted to pay for Target and we wanted to pay for my choice. And then we do a giving account. When income comes in, we give 10%. All of that being said, our job now that those buckets are set up and with our predetermined numbers, so we're just going to use 2000 for each of those and 1000 for the personal choice for $10,000 a month. Okay, predetermined numbers. Now our job, my wife and I, each month, she's got to go out and I've got to go out and make $10,000 to fund that. And it all goes into an income account. And once a month, that income account disperses to all of the sandboxes. The coolest thing is once you have those and you've funded your lifestyle for the month, or like, let's say right now, this week, we're planning on funding our lifestyle for March. Now we don't have to think. And we actually have different cards for each account, debit card for each account. It's like the envelope system, but it's modern, right? I just have five cards. When I go pay for gas, I swipe that card. When I'm shopping on Amazon, I either do Kyle's Choice or Amazon account. And the coolest topic was this. Eventually, one of our goals is to be invested in the companies we spend money at. So like one of the coolest concepts that I came across was, what if we had $100,000 in Amazon stock and our Amazon dividend paid for our Amazon budget each month? That type of thinking was super cool. Like, oh, now we're getting the passive income wheels turning and Target and Home Depot for our home.
4: All right, Better Than Rich Show listener. Thanks for sticking around to the end. If this episode inspired you, if it motivated you, if the connection that you're getting from our guests and from us resonates with you, we just want to extend a little offer to you to help you regain some time. Because one of the things that we've realized as busy entrepreneurs is that our time is the most valuable asset that we have in our business, but also with our families, with our health, with our personal growth. Uh, All those certain things that we want to grow in our lives, they require time, they require energy and we've launched a service that we've been doing for now for over a year that has a lot of traction in the marketplace that just sources a team of virtual assistants for you and so if you've never had a conversation with a member of our better than rich team before on our virtual assistant program you're missing out it's an opportunity to learn more about what we're up to and ultimately we help people regain 80 100 150 or more hours a month every single month and what might that do for you what might that do for your life what might that do for your family if you want to live a life that's truly better than rich, time freedom is a big part of that. So, Mike, where can people learn more and why should people at least book a call with our team?
1: Well, first, I think it's very simple for you to just go book a call. It's free. We'll hop on uh, with you, one of our sh- team strategists, and we'll just poke around your business. Worst case, you figure out what your dollar per hour wages and what your time is worth. And we'll at least make sure you leave with that. Best case scenario, we could give you a team of two or three or more virtual assistants to just get all of your admin offloaded. So make your way over to VA, that's VA as in virtual assistant dot better than So that's VA dot better than and book your call. All the details are on there. The pricing is on there. We're an open book. We just know that this service is really helpful. So VA dot better than And we look forward to our conversation with you soon.